Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Well, how are you now, Scott? Ah, oh, there you are now. He's bleeding massive. A fair play in all fairness. Good topping. Give a shot, yeah. I'm allergic to this. Relax the cocks. Go way out of that. Ah, oh, Jesus, just yourself. Get that into you, Cynthia. Everybody, what's the crack? Comes the tall to in you, Nicola Barden here, and this is the Tis Yourself podcast, and this is season five, and this is episode five, season five, episode five. Oh my god, these episodes fly by, and then I get to the end of the season, I'm like, like I'm like going to take a break, and then I'm immediately like, what about this guest? What about this guest? Always open to ideas, by the way. If you um are listening to this and you've got your, you know someone who's brilliant or you love or you're like, what about this person? Do send them in to me. I love to hear of who people want to hear. Normally, I usually try and get a few American guests, um, but obviously the Amer- the actor strike and all that going on in the US means that some of the people that I've put in for or um, I was hoping to get this season may not happen because of everything that's happened over there. So if they could just really hurry up and sign those contracts, give the people what they need and deserve. We might get some people on here that with those American fans from some of our big shows. But yeah, if you have someone that you think would be brilliant on the podcast, do let me know. We're looking for everybody. You know, I love to talk to people from TikTok, YouTube, TV actors, film actors, singers, musicians, drag queens, as we had last week with Davina. This week, I have a lovely TV presenter. And I, I've known this man for a long time. He's been in the media um, since I've started in the media. And he's always just one of those people that you love to talk to because he's just the same always. He's great crack talking to you when he's being interviewed. And he's the same crack when he's not. And we're just having off the cuff crack. Of course, I'm talking about the fabulous Mr. Dahi O'Shea. And it's really hard for me, like, not to put on some sort of Kerry accent while I'm talking about Dahi, because, like, you know, associate him with Kerry. And we talked about Irish in this episode, and obviously it's such a big part of his personality. And I've probably mentioned it a few times before here. I am a huge fan of Irish. I tried to learn. I went on a course, which I talked to Dahi about, um, with Galen there a few months ago. So I did, like, a 10-week course online, but you can do it in person as well, but I did it online. And I like to try and bring up a couple of fuckle wherever I can, just dropping in. I love a good tubbin, you know, in the middle of telling somebody a story and then you're like, good tubbin. Sure, even things like just saying, oh, you know, cock millish or whatever like that. I just love throwing a few Irish words in. And obviously, if you've listened to the start of this episode, we have a few Irish phrases in there. And I would love if there's some any native Irish speakers there or people who are like myself who love it and are kind of picking up bits as they go along and are doing the Duolingo and stuff like that. I would love if you had some little phrases of Galia, send them to me. You can send voice notes on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, I don't think you can send voice note on TikTok. I am there, but I don't think you can send voice notes on it. I am the worst person at TikTok, lads. I literally put up videos of clips of the podcast chats and that's it. And then reshare the funny things I see. But um, yeah, but today I was so lovely. I only spoke to Dahi yesterday. So today, Saturday, I only spoke to him yesterday and we had the crack. Like he's such a lovely fella. And like, you know, sometimes I'm, 
sometimes when you like it was the same with Johnny Ward it was the same with Johnny Ward this season because I know Johnny a long time I know Dahi a long time and you are afraid you're going to be like skipping by things that you know listeners want to hear just because you kind of know but I actually learned a lot about Dahi in this episode same as I learned about Johnny you know there's things that you kind of like forget and because you know people a long time you might remember like only the most recent stuff and I learned a lot a lot about Dahi and his previous jobs I knew nothing about oh my god I suppose in my mind he just always was on telly so I never thought about what it was like before he got on TG Carter and RTE um of course he's the host of the Rose Tralee and he's on the Today Show and he does loads of stuff for TG Carter but there was so much more to talk to him about and one of the things what we started off with was his new look right so he comes on with this lovely new head of hair onto the zoom with me I'm like, look at this now. He's a brand ambassador now for the Cosmetic and Hair Restoration Clinic down the Bond Secure Hospital down in Tralee. Obviously, Kerry, hello, connected. <laughs> he loves everything Kerry. And of course, so he's after getting his hair restoration journey there. So he's just after coming out to talk about it. He only revealed it this week and then he was shown. And like, he was telling me all about it. And I genuinely wouldn't have noticed his receding hairline, but it's that thing we all have about ourselves. There's something we don't like about ourselves that probably no one else can notice. And if you said it to your friend or boyfriend, or your girlfriend, or your mom or whoever, they're like, you're insane. I can't, no one even noticed that. But you do. And it makes you feel uncomfortable. And that's what we talked about and how, you know, there's a rise in people going to Turkey and places like that. But this is an Irish option for people who don't, you know, I suppose who are worried about that kind of thing. But traveling abroad, want to have an aftercare local, want to be able to, you know, bring them whenever you need and stuff like that. So kicking off things, Dahi's going to tell us a little bit about his journey and then sure we'll get on to his journey in true life. I hope you enjoy. So here we go. The slick looking, the new haired Mr. Dahi O'Shea. Dahi. What's going on? How are you? Any crack with Joe? Oh, minus crack. What about yourself? Ah, uh, you're working night and day. You know yourself. That's it. It's kind of busy time of year, and I'm looking forward to, I dare I say, Christmas. I'm a few weeks off for Christmas, so that'll be a bit of fun. I know. I started saying the c word myself, and I'm like, oh yeah. no. <laughs> it's funny, like once once you get Halloween out of the way, it's not even the following weeks, the following day. Yeah, even before yeah. that, though, I was like, oh, I'll have to start buying some presents soon, so I don't, I can do it per paycheck. <laughs> yeah, there's a bit of that. <laughs> You're a busy man, obviously, with all that's going on anyway with the show, and now you're a brand ambassador and everything. Yeah, delighted. I got the procedure done there last Christmas. Uh, we came off the air for about two and a bit weeks, and I had to because you have to shave your hair to do it, like shave your head, and uh, so it's been something that's been on my mind for a long time. To me, if I'm being honest about it, probably noticed four, three, four years ago that my hair was going way back in my forehead was uh, getting bigger and then you know when you're washing your hair inside in the shower just it was getting really really light on top mm. so it was just I was just it was bothering me really and I said you know what I'm just too young for this to be happening and I need to stay a bit younger looking and uh, <laughs> which, which people are saying by the way I'm not actually even asking them to say they're they're being, they're, they're being very very honest about it so yeah so last Christmas I decided to get it done I heard about uh, the CHRC and mm. the bonds in Tralee that they had this uh, state of the art, the only one in Ireland, uh, robot. It's uh, it's an AI hair restoration robot. And e- even the curiosity was was getting, what, what does this work and how does it work? 
So I went down. I went down to see them anyway, and uh, it it it's unbelievable. I I just it's 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 so hard to to kind of get over how it works because first of all you're lying there in your stomach. First of all, there's one thing I was worried about, and I was asking the doctor. I said, "What about the pain in the snow?" Because I don't like pain. Nobody likes pain, and he said, "There's no pain at all." And you know what a doctor says to you? There's no pain at all. You think, "Hang on a second. Yeah, he's there. lying. <laughs> yeah, there might be a bit of pain. But I tell you, as sure as my father's up in heaven, not one bit of pain. I, I couldn't get over it. So uh, they, they numb the area and that's it. And you lie down your stomach. And this is Artec IX. That's the name of this genius robot. And you lie down and it's like this. He's touching the back of your head with your finger like that. And they're taking the hairs out. So then you have your lunch, you come back and you watch Netflix for the afternoon or watch whatever you want to watch or listen to any podcast you want to. And they're putting the, the, the things back into your head like that. And it's, I was in there at eight o'clock in the morning and I was back in my car quarter past five that evening. That was it. Stuck in the traffic, but happy out. <laughs> yeah, stuck, stuck in the traffic, but, 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 but the, happy, the happiness knowing that I'd have a full head of hair in a few months time. It's so funny because so many men, especially Irish men, like are so paranoid and I think that fair play I think anyone who's paranoid with something that it's like really affecting your confidence go and get it done but so many of them are going to Turkey like so it's nice that yeah. like there is an option here at home that you don't have to go and pay it to go abroad well, well that, that's the that's the thing and that's what really kind of uh kind of enticed me as well like you know you know I, we all know that I have a big huge draw for Kerry and for Tralee as well and my connections with the town so to find out that uh they were doing it in Tralee um first of all I didn't know about it so it was great and it is great to be I suppose uh, shopping local if you like as well, but it, it, it's funny. Like for the, like in my head, then there were there were three real things. Uh, there was the procedure itself, the recovery, and then how it looks. So the procedure part, like I can't stress how how easy going the whole thing was. Like and just made feel like everybody like they're in control. They know what they're doing, and uh, you're there going, "This is going to be brilliant now because I'm just going to have a head of hair in a few months' time." The recovery part to me then as well was important. Like there's no scarring with this machine or anything like that, and there's no kind of real deep uh, surgery. Or like they're just literally taking the hairs out and putting the hairs in there, and it's as simple as that. So the recovery was very fast. I was back to work two and a half weeks later. With a very very tight haircut, uh, as 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 people as people thought. Now, I didn't lie, and they didn't ask, so I didn't feel too bad about it. Uh, one or two people knew what what was happening, right? Because we were trying to keep the the story under our hats, if you like, mm-hmm. uh, until until this time of year, and then like. But there, there's the frustrating part of it, and that's say the second uh, third month after, where you're feeling okay, your hair has grown back, but that you don't really see the change, but they explain all this to you. So don't panic, don't worry. Then around June or July, six or seven months later, you can see the you can see the change. But really, it's in the last two months, and you can see it there. Just even like that was way back here. Like, wow. you know what I mean? It was all the way back there, and that was gone very very light there as well. So it's only after say eight nine months you see it, and apparently it'll get better in the next couple of months as well. I was expecting you to come out with these long locks now because you're like I'm letting it grow. <laughs> <laughs> well the funny thing about it is because because you do have new hair you have to go get a haircut you kind of have to get a hairstyle now as well along with it because i all i was doing up until this before last christmas was washing my hair and scattering whatever bits i had around to kind of cover up the few potholes i had and everything so now it's a it's a, it's a dilemma unto itself it's a it's a victim of its own success that i actually have to style it a bit better now I'm just thinking of this teacher I had in secondary school who had like the ball patch quite yeah. dominant and he used to do the, you know, the comb over and he only yeah. had very little hair. So he grew quite long just so he could do the like straight yeah. head. And like, 
you're in secondary school with a mixed school. Like that is just bringing abuse onto yourself. Do you know what I mean? I was just like, oh, bless him. Yeah, but but you know what? Like when I suppose when you when you look at the serious side of Nicola, is that said like for example, he he that guy was probably so conscious of it. Mm. He had whatever five or six hairs he had, and he was trying to use them to cover up the baldness. Like 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 I've been speaking to, to a good few guys in their late twenties and early thirties, and they they really take it to heart. They really get down about it. It's a self confidence issue that they're going bald. Like when we were younger, I don't know. I don't know, it's a, it, like say from years ago, but maybe that's because nobody spoke about it. But and as you mentioned earlier on, it's so important to be able to speak about these things. Oh, definitely. I think uh, women are obviously a lot more open about you know things that we find wrong with ourselves, but too much. We find too much wrong with ourselves. But men, I suppose, there's this stigma attached to getting something done, some sort of cosmetic surgery or or something like this. Like you're meant to just suck it up and just get on with it, even if it makes you feel like shit. Yeah, well, yeah, and that's that, that's no good. Like, what 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 does that lead us to? Where does that lead us? To? It lead us to people having low self esteem, uh, feeling bad about yourself, and then ultimately onto you could have mental health problems because of the whole thing. So, if there is something there that helps your mood, helps your self esteem, and uh, puts your mental health in a good place, I think that's a very very positive thing. Now, to do the when I did when I when I was going doing the procedure, the procedure was for me. But when the CR, CHRC uh, initially came on and asked would I be an ambassador. This is, the, this is the message I want to get out there. We need to talk about these things. It's a positive thing. And whatever stigma that has been around, it has to go, really. Like, say, for, for example, you know, say, oh, you might be as manly if you if you get some of these procedures. Like, that day is long gone. Like, that, that, that train of thought is long gone. Oh, definitely. Like, and I imagine for you, like, your job is, like, you're on TV, your appearances every single day, just as much as, like, you know, anybody looking at a photograph themselves looks at the thing they don't like. You must have been just looking going, oh, God, I can see this. I can see that. Yeah. And, and you know what? Like, it, it, Yeah, it does. Like, and it's it's, it's it just how, how fast it went. Like, say, I know with the whole COVID years and everything, but all of a sudden, just like if I look back three or four years, particularly when you look back at pictures, you really go, oh, my God. Yeah, it was really going back. And it, it seems to have gotten a bit faster as I get a bit older, like I'm 47 now. So, but like I was showing people pictures of me from four or five years ago and they thought I looked 10 years older. Wow. Four or five years ago. So, and then the funny thing then when you have your hair back, they ask, oh my God, did you lose weight? That's a good one. Like, you know, you don't expect oh. that. I didn't expect, I didn't expect that one coming now. No, there's no, there's no connection between getting a, a hair restoration and losing weight, by the way, just putting it out there. But it has been said to me on, on many occasions that, oh my God, you're looking very slim these days, aren't you? Jesus, you're loving life. New hair, looking. <laughs> no, it certainly, it's, it certainly has given me a, a, a confidence, and I suppose, I, I suppose, in the West Kerry way, it was bothering me really that my hair had been receding and it was getting thin up, and they reckon that it comes from your mother's side. And I had to look at a few uncles, and I know they won't mind me saying it. And, and yeah. They, 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 they're gone bald and they have been for a while so I said you know what I'm going to do something but, but there's another procedure thing called the PRP platelet rich plasma right I've never seen this before where they take your blood like being on uh, say if you go to the doctor for your blood and they put it into this machine that spins it on really 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 fast and it separates so there's a gold part and what looks like the blood part but they take the gold part and they inject it into the top of your head there oh, and God. it helps with all the density there I was amazed. I said, this is unbelievable. Altogether. So you're there for about 10 minutes and there's, there's Dr. Mohammed putting all the, the platelet-rich plasma into my head there. And you do that for, you can, you can do that uh, once a month for the first month or two and then maybe once a year then if you, if, if you want to do it as well. But um, I'd never heard anything uh, like that before in my life. And apparently women have been doing it for a long time. 
<laughs> See, AI is now helping you lads out there. We were we were worried about it, but we allowed this part of AI. And, and that's the thing to take the good parts as well. Like, you know, so, but um, yeah, a robot that can take hair out of the back of your head. Uh, <laughs> So, so, certainly caught my attention. 2023, huh? That's where we are in life. Jeez, that's I, where we I are. Mean, like, I can't believe you're 47, first of all, when yeah. you said that there. I feel, in one way, I feel like that's so 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 wrong. I feel like you're my age because I'm 38. In other ways, I yeah. feel like you've been in my on my TV screen for forever. Do you know that kind of way? Yeah, well, I've been on TV for over 24 years. September 99, I started on the weather on TG Car. And uh, I was in TG Car for 11 years, moved over RT, to RT and fully in 2010. So I had been around for a long, long time. Like, And uh, I've done almost I've done every show on TG Car, more or less, <laughs> down through the years. Uh, and I've been on RT. Like I say, when you, when you think of the Today Show, it's in its 12th season. Yeah. And we're, we, we do 166 shows a year. It's on for two and a half, two and a quarter hours every day. It's repeated in the morning. There are stuff that goes out about it. The weekend show, parts of the show are put up. There's a podcast about it. So I'm still working on, on TG Car. I do a 20-part chat series with them and a 10-part music series. New Year's Eve show, Christmas Eve show, Patrick's Day show, a six-part from Flan the Rose of Tralee. So you've got loads of spare time is what you're telling me. So loads, loads and loads of spare time. And uh, do you know, I, 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 I'm kind of at a stage now, uh, Nicola, that I only do the gigs that I really, really want to do. And that's, good, that's a good place to be as well. Yeah, because when I actually was, uh, I was looking up you this morning just to see, because like I know you a long time, but like, yeah, that, there's still things that, like you learn about somebody. And when I looked up <laughs> where he's kind of, I was just looking what time you started in your career. It came up to now. I don't know if this is right. You can tell me. Wikipedia says you used to be a butcher, a bouncer, a ringmaster in the circus. Uh, yeah. You did the fairies of the blaskets. And yeah. some, I was like, no, they can't be, all be true. Yeah, they're all true. They, they were all some of them were summer jobs. Say, for example, I was a bouncer. I did, I did my leaving cert for the first time in '94, and I went off to America. My brother was over there, so the the job I got was a doorman in a in a in a in a nightclub where I was 18 and stopping 20 year olds saying, "Sorry, dude, you're too young. You can't come in here. You're going to have to come back in two years' time." So then, yeah, I was uh, the fun. The, the thing about uh, Duffy Circus was that. There was, it was for Shacht and the Gaelic years and years ago. So to get girls called children to be doing activities outside of school, say in the normal world, if you like. Yeah. So they come up with this idea to have a circus in Irish. So I was called and asked would I do it. And I said, yeah, I'll do it 100%. So basically David Duffy stood next to me. He'd say to me, he'd give me his lines in English and I'd translate them into Irish and that was it. Like, But you had six, you had five or 600 uh, students inside there breaking their behind laughing and they understood everything. So not long was the first show so low, the second and third one was as well. There was only supposed to be one and this went on for a few years and I, I was probably doing maybe around 15, 20 shows at Duffy Circus every year. It was great fun. Oh, we've all, like, everyone's been to Duffy's Circus. My uh, granddad was best friends with Tom Duffy. And so we used to yeah. go kids every single time it came to town. Ah. And it was just like, you know, it's still such a huge phenomenon. It doesn't need animals or anything like that. The, the ringmasters, the, the gymnasts, everything. It's just like, it's this wow factor. So I loved it. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it, you know, it was, it was just such great fun. And and anytime I'd say if I was driving through a town in County Loud or, or up the country and if Duffy's were there, I'd always pull in. And, you know, there was always there was always a, a rash of pan for you, you know, there was always a spot in the pot and uh, you'd pull in for an, an hour. And, and, you know, it was it was like it was like uh, we were we were doing a show that evening ourselves. So, but, yeah, that was good fun. Yeah, I worked in the boats of the Blasket Islands as well. And I was a teacher for a while and I was a tour guide. I've kind of done lots of different things. Yeah, for someone who is still so young, it's like, Jesus yeah. Christ, you have like your CV, if you ever had to send in, not that you would, but if you did, it must be like miles long. 
Yeah, and I, you know, I, it, it, I, it was, I don't, I don't even remember applying for half these jobs. I never even looked for a job on television, and somebody asked me would I be interested in it. And jobs seem to just fall into my lap in one sense, and um, I suppose having the mentality of just going for it as well, like you know, as an okay, yeah, this is a bit different, but you know, we'll have a shot at it, and to have, I suppose, to have the confidence and or maybe the naivety uh, to, to to do that, I think has stood to me for for a long time. I think, um, and I wish people had told me this in school. If 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 you're interested in the media or being in yeah. like in the in the media sphere, that Irish is so important because it opens up doors that like a lot of people think, oh, I'll just get a job in RT. The amount of people have said to me, but you not just get a job in RT. I'm like, oh yeah, there's so many of them springing around. Yeah, if you have Irish. There's always something in teaching Carter. They're always looking for new people, mm-hmm. and you can start like so many of Irish presenters, like Grania, let's say, and yourself, obviously. Yeah have started there done the whether it's the weather or the announcement whatever and you learn on the job and I don't think that's pushed enough like how much of a door opener that is no 100% and like say it is uh it it is is it's important for many levels and say for example you're if you go into schools talking about Irish like say you kind of have to bring it down to their level and and you you almost have to put a monetary kind of value to it and say hang on a second you know I'd make a quarter of my living through Irish and they're looking, what? I said, yeah, that's it. Like, mm. and say using TG Car as a springboard is one thing, but like, say I, 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 I use it as a springboard, but I also kind of go back to that spring every year because I, I do two full series for them and a New Year's Eve show. Uh, so not alone is it a springboard; it's a great place to work as well, and a great ethos. And when I moved to RT, I certainly brought that working ethos with me. And now, like, say we're we're on TV, I'm on TV all the time. Uh, 166 shows for example for the Today Show I use Irish every day it's another layer on top of what you have to offer and people like it like not once has anyone ever said to me why are you speaking Irish on, on, on RTE like say that's the place to be speaking it too like they always say if you're trying to sell a goat there's only one place to sell a goat and that's inside in the middle of the fair and it's the same thing when it comes to Irish like there's no point to having Irish marginalised in different places you need Irish in the middle of the fair so everybody can see it and everybody can see the value for it and it's just another thing that they can't take you down over do you know what I mean like it's just another string to your program you have x y and z I have great hair and all I know I, I always said the Irish do you know what I mean like it's just another thing to keep you going oh I, I fully agree I started um, I loved Irish in school I was like absolutely obsessed my only problem in secondary school was I had six Irish teachers over five yeah. years so like okay. as you get into a rhythm you kind of a new teacher comes in and then you have to learn their style but I there last year no this year I took a course online I did the Galen course to like a, a top oh, yeah. in Irish and um, I found and I've noticed a lot more there's a lot more people that'll just use it like it might be two words it could be yeah. pubbin, it could be anything you know what yeah. I mean but it's just, yeah. I definitely feel like there's a, a new growl for it. And I think TikTok definitely has helped with that as well. There's lots of people on it. And then the likes mm-hmm. of Grower and Traw being on, you know, Virgin Media. Yeah. Bringing those, bringing a young element to it is definitely kind of helped as well. Yeah, 100%. Uh, you, you're, you're so right. And like, say, if you kind of look at even the girls' schools in the last 30 years as well, and all the kids who have come out of that, like, like they leave school with, with an unbelievable basic uh, level of Irish now those people know our parents themselves that have passed that on so when you marry that then with social media like we say TikTok or Instagram like it's it's the perfect storm it's all it's all coming together say where years ago the girls schools weren't there and all you had was one channel or two channels on TV and there was no real space for it to grow so no like so having people in the in the middle of TikTok with Irish and being cool and funny and everything and not being kind of straight-faced or correcting each other with Irish and all that kind of BS as well like that's kind of gone as well and like 
people were afraid to speak Irish to, to native Irish speakers before. Now, there was an aura from certain Irish speakers that they were better than you like. Mm-hmm. I was thankfully I was never one of them because I just didn't like that kind of why would you why would you look down at something because they said uh, a sentence incorrectly or like say for example if you were to correct my English Nick, you'd be here all day long like you know and <laughs> but the, but the other side within as well the people who were kind of who were standoffish to speakers like they needed to step up as well like so what you had is kind of two different levels and what's happening with social media and the girls gets kind of evening out into a really nice place and it's back to conversational Irish where you know uh, is Feder Albert Nouveau or all you can say one or two sentences and they fit in nicely and people people don't even take any notice about it and people say oh it's a shame we don't take notice that's the beauty of it that we don't have to take yeah. notice anymore like even the other day, I just said something like, uh, I think I was saying to one of my sisters was with the dogs or something. And I said, God, what do I Jane of? You know, like just. Yeah. And she said, no, they're not doing anything wrong. And it was just that A, she just knew it and she answered back in English. Yeah. But it was like, yeah. you know, I just said it off the cuff, didn't even mean to do it. Just yeah. kind of like you saying to the dogs. But I remember, it's funny when you say about like the nerves, because I remember going to the Aran Islands. I was on Inishmore yeah. one, and obviously they've, you know, fluent Irish there. And I was like this, right. I am ready. I'm going to pack yeah. Irish on the people who speak it all the time. And yeah. so I'm like in the spar and they're like speaking to me in English. And I was like, oh, Gurmi Lamotagas, you know, trying to respond. And they yeah, yeah. me in English. And I was like, no, I really want to pack. I want you to speak. Yeah, I know. I know. See, see there's, a, there's a part then, say, on the other side of the native virus. Speak, probably, look, didn't want you, make, didn't want you to make, to feel that you'd feel bad about the whole thing. So I think there's lots of mixed communication. I think there's yeah. a lot of that after ironing itself out. And I think the language is, is, is in a great place. Like, But it's the young people that will bring it forward. Like You, you hear them in girls because they're uh, in Dublin or all around the country, in Galway, in Cork and everything. And it's just great to hear it. And it just comes naturally to them as well. And who would you speak, like you would probably use it daily, and who would you kind of in your circle be kind of speaking to it? Do you speak to your wee lad in Irish? Yeah, speak to, speak to him in Irish, probably 70, 30 Irish kind of English. Like, But at this stage, no, he's nine, so everything's coming back in English. But that, apparently that's uh, the natural thing to do. But um, hopefully he'll hit a bit later on. But no, and then he slips into Irish and kind of kind of wakes up a small bit. And but again, that's natural. Like more and myself would speak in in on the Today Show would speak Irish probably uh, maybe half the time at least, and if not more, when we're off. And then there are other people inside and inside and work as well. Like we'd always speak Irish. Actually, my next, we're we're out the country, Galway. My next door neighbour here, she's actually from Corn, so it's all Irish on this on this part of the road where we are. I think that's lovely and I think it's just yeah. so nice and as as everybody picks it up a little bit it brings it on further like um, yeah. it must be weird for Rita though she must be just like what are you saying <laughs> do you know what she's kind of picking up stuff like but then oh. again like say he was like say when when when, the, when Ogie wants something he really goes full on Irish and you go okay he wants something here but he, he can't he kind of forgets himself every now and then when he goes um yeah dad on the Caldegum caramel freddo <laughs> and Rita turns around and goes you can't have a caramel freddo Dad, how did she know I wanted a caramel freddo? Because you didn't translate the important part into Irish. And then he goes away going, yeah, mm. never, <laughs> never thought of it like that. So those things are fun. But yeah, she, 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 you, you wouldn't want to be talking about it. I'd say she'd know what we're saying. <laughs> how long are you married now? Um, 11 years. Wow. Eleven years, yeah. It's, it's, it, I don't, like I said, life life just seems to be passing me by in, in in one in one respect. Like the young fella's nine years of age, he's going into double digits after Christmas in March. Like so, and like he's in fourth class, two more years of primary school, he's in secondary school. So I, I'm I'm just under three years away from fifty. Jeez. You're you know so what I mean? Like, look, no one will believe that after seeing that new hair. I mean, so look at that! Look at that! Don't know, huh? 
that wasn't to see that. I have to, I have to, do you know what? I have to push it on my. I have to push it on my eyes sometimes now. You're like a twenty-one-year-old, Justin Bieber. I know. <laughs> That's the problem with you. You know me long enough when I did have big long curly hair. I remember the the young single Dahi from back in the day before he got married. I'm telling you now, it's yeah. now look at you, a great a dad, and you I know, know. P- pillar pillar of the society. <laughs> People who know you from way back when are like, oh, we have stories, Dahi. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, they, they, they'll they'll all come out one of the days too. That's what I'm worried about. But I, you know the thing about it, we had, we had a great time. When I look back, it's uh, like I was very I was 23 when I went on TV first, straight all my 20s and 30s. We we just had a great time. We just had so much fun. And the fact that social media wasn't there, you know, it was it was a good thing as well. Not that we were doing anything really out of the way or anything, but no, we, there was just that freedom where you're not looking over your shoulder every every two or three minutes as a camera there who's doing what or oh my god there's something that I have to take out where's my phone to take a picture of something see we didn't have any of that we just had a freedom of just actually going out and enjoying ourselves yeah like I think now like if you go for a pint of Guinness or whatever down the local like yeah. well maybe not the local but if you went to Galway City there's probably someone taking a picture yeah. saying um, Dahi O'Shea is here whereas back in the day they might just up and said hello and kept going yeah that's it yeah th- th- there's a good bit of that uh, that's why I go out during the day if I was having a few pints, I'd be home by six or seven o'clock in the evening. I don't like staying out late at night. It's easier just to, it's easier just to go out in the evening. There's a di- different type of person drinking than you know, and people don't seem to be as crazy. So that's why I've, I've changed so much. <laughs> well, you're living in Galway, like it's the, it's such. There's such good bars and crack around there. You know, you one hundred percent. Galway has always been like this. Even we moved out of the city there a good few years ago, so we're out a small, but no, but we're still. We still go in all the time and it's just such there's such a great buzz around there like we're close like we're only two hours from Dublin we're two hours from Cork where we work all the time as well so and two hours from Kerry uh, from home so it's, it's 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 a nice and central place but to raise a child and, and to be married out here is great like, because they said they're all farmers all around us out here and uh, it's just a good place to be and co- what is it like having to go up and down now I'm assuming you stay down in Cork when you're filming the show like what is how is that work for you family life and work life yeah, well, I only stay one night a week, so it isn't too bad because I always want to come home. It's just one of these things. I, I just prefer to go into my own bed at home. Uh, and but, but I do stay over one night a week, and it's you know it's 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 you. I think when we when we when we started staying over first years and years ago, it was great fun because oh, we were in Cork on a night and <laughs> go for a few points. But now it's kind of like, yeah, I'm just going into the pool or something. <laughs> so go 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 for a quick bite. You might have one or two points every now and then. But uh, actually, we had a few points this week, as as as, as I'm telling you the story, but um, it, which was a rare occurrence, really, because most of a good few other people stayed on because the weather was so bad. But it was good to catch up with those people as well, uh, people I work with all the time. We never really get to to, to go out and socialise, particularly over COVID. There was no get get together or anything, so it was the first time there was there was three of us sat down. I'd say about four or five years, even four years, I'd say. So that was good fun. But yeah, so then. Uh, I, I was doing a lot of work at the weekends as well. I don't do as much of that anymore. Uh, I just don't want to be doing it. I just prefer to be at home. That's one thing I've learned from COVID that myself and the young fellow, we could head off up the side of the mountain for an afternoon, the two of us, or uh, myself himself are ready to do something else uh, for an evening or even just sit in with the fire down. You, you can't beat it. I actually just can't believe how much we did before COVID. And even like, I know we were joking earlier, all the stuff that you're doing for TG Carter or Archie, all the different yeah. pieces, the Rosalie, everything. I just can't believe how much we were doing though. Like, it's, yeah. Weird. How did we have time, and how were like how did we still have time to go to the gym or meet friends or whatever? I don't know how we did it. Yeah, do, do you know what I mean? it was kind of like okay, I'm off Saturday. I have to do all the different things. I have to meet the friends. I have to go for a few points. I have to go for dinner. I have to go for the walk. I have to do, it. and you're you're shoving it all into the one day off you had. 
And I think you hear people talking about burnout these days. I think there was a bit of that there, even unknown to ourselves. And, and only when it's only when we slowed down, we began to think, hang on a second, you know, you have to be tired coming off that. All right. And we were kind of uh, masquerading a lot of it. And I think a lot of us were really, really kind of exhausted uh, by that time. And then COVID came along and we said to ourselves, OK, we can just change here a small bit. Now, I know. Lots of us went back to lots of ways we we had before, but there was a certain thing they did take away. Going, okay, no, you're off for the weekends, and you need to keep them off. Yeah, and you with as well looking after our health, and I suppose obviously with you yeah. with your, your cancer scare and that, like that must as well gives you a new perspective on life. Yeah, it's very funny. Like, well, it's not funny at all, but <laughs> there was a little dot right there. Do you know? As in, I can't even. Like the size of that there, okay, that's all it was. Okay, so uh, it was an ingrown hair, and I said, okay, that's that's um, that's an ingrown hair. So it wasn't going away. So I went to the doctor, and the doctor said, look, we we'll go down to a specialist. So I thought, no, the specialist was going to take out that, you know, that freezy thing and freeze it, and that would be it. Like, yeah. And she, said, oh, she more or less told me exactly what it was. So um, let's see the scar there. You see it? Oh, yeah, that little one. Yeah. 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 So um, there was three stitches on the inside and six on the outside. So, um, yeah, d- d- like, didn't expect that. So she said, uh, they, 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 she cut it out and she, they sent it off. She said it was cancerous, all right. But she said, the good news is that she got the whole lot and go on and go on and enjoy yourself and enjoy your good hair. She said, I said, thank you. So, Jesus, my God, I can't imagine, yeah. like, I, like something that you think is something so trivial, like, you yeah. know, whether you think it's a freckle or like an ingrown hair, yeah. like, oh, this is a bit of inconvenience and I don't like it. And then you go in and yeah. someone's like, actually, no, this is cancerous. Like, Jesus Christ, I would yeah. have had a heart attack on the spot. Yeah, you, 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 get, you get a right shock. All right, when it's said to you, and see, because I was putting on makeup for work every day and taking off makeup, I was agitating it. So I thought that's why it wasn't healing. But I said, do you know, when we're, we, we give so much of our time telling other people, look, get checked, get checked, get checked. So I said, do you know what? I get checked myself and I did. And uh, so, yeah, that was it. But anyway, it's factor 50 all the way. <laughs> Doesn't matter if it's raining, cloudy, anything at all factor 50 first thing before i go outside the door in the morning and when i leave work factor 50 on again it's so funny when you said that there that we're always telling people to go get checked and then we don't yeah. do it ourselves like i'm sure there was times where you were on the today show and just mean like chatting to like different people going oh and i'd say your advice is to go off and get checked same as me when i'm interviewing people i'm like i'm sure yeah. that's your main thing and how many times do we actually do it ourselves yeah no to be fair i i, I went i went fairly fast I was there because I said I was going to get my bloods done every year anyway, just to make sure everything's all right. So when I was down there, I said, will you have a look at that? And he, he, said, he didn't seem too concerned or anything. He said, but I want you to go down to see the, to see the doctor. Now, he's a cool doctor. So obviously he kind of had an idea what it was when I was giving him my ingrown hair theory. And uh, so anyway, you know, the doctor, the, the, the consultant said, she told me straight away what it was. And she said, I said, do, do we need to take it out straight away? And she, I said, when, she said, when can you do it? I said, well, we're finished in about six or seven weeks. She said, it's fine. Then we'll take it out then. So <laughs> she said, uh, don't you? She said, don't worry. We'll sort it out. And that was great. Was it in the back of your mind then for like those six weeks, just constantly like while you're working, just kind of being like nearly like looking at it, you know what I mean? From your, like looking at your own. Uh, I know the, the, the consultant was fairly, um, fairly positive that we'd be able to deal with it and, and not to worry about it. So the only thing it did, towards the end, it started bleeding when, it, when I was taking off the makeup. So that had to be covered up. Uh, all the time when I was very conscious in it, of actually being out in the sun and taking any type of sun at all like you know so I was um but yeah factor 50 folks that's all I'm telling you and the pack the is a factor 70 somewhere as well so if I got my hands on that I put it on and the back of your hands don't forget the back of your hands when you're driving cars or anything like that 
Geez, you must be carrying around bottles and spraying people as you're going along. <laughs> <laughs> you, know what I'm, you know what I'm doing? I kind of have the, the, the good expensive stuff for my face. And then I'm using up the, the, the old suntan lotion for the back of my hands because I can't go around smelling like Malibu or whatever the or whatever the suntan lotion is. You know what I mean? Like I'm just imagining like some guest coming into you on the TV and you're like smelling like coconut and all the yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's always in the back of my hands. The rest I, I put on the good stuff in my face and, and the back of my neck and my ears and your ears. So I'm telling you, they have a good ambassador you there. I'm surprised they don't have you this bloody cancer site, don't have you as an ambassador as well. <laughs> But um, I know. Listen, any any anything at all. The only advice I'd have for people get it checked straight away. That's so good. And then you're also your other big job is the Rose Tree. We mm-hmm. didn't really talk about that, but like Jesus, how many years now? Twelve? Is that twelve as well? That was my twelfth year, but it was, we missed two for COVID, so it should have been four. So it's, yeah, I started in twenty ten, and again, it was a, one of these jobs that they asked me would I be interested in, in doing, and I said, geez, of course, like one of the biggest gigs the, of the year, of the mm-hmm. summer and of the year. So yeah. And uh, it's a job. Uh, it's a job I really like doing. Like, uh, you walk out on stage and everybody's in good form. You have two thousand people in the audience, and everybody is just is just in great form. And even though there's going to be a winner at the end of the night too, you never really get that sense of there's a competition happening. I think the roses are just happy to go on stage, happy with the time up there. And once they come off happy, then that's my that's my job done. And uh, yeah, we missed two years of COVID last year. If I'm being honest, I was a bit worried going, okay, because life seemed to have changed a small bit during COVID. And I was wondering, would would there be an appetite for this still there? So we came back last year and uh, there was a bigger appetite than ever there. There was, there was about 15,000 people out in the streets for the parade. The viewing figures were very, very high and people really, really liked it. And I think they missed it the two years it wasn't there. So we were delighted with that. So then we came back then this year with a, with a co-presenter and everything. Yeah, that must have been so strange when Catherine's there with you because the sh- the stage has been yours, just you and the yeah. road there. And then you're like, oh, right, where do I stand? And I, like, I know you're used to it, but it's different in like on when you're sitting down with Maura and you're talking to somebody on the couch. Yeah. When you're actually on a stage and like, who goes first? Who asks the question? Like, it must have been so strange. Yeah, do, do you know, I, th- I think we get more time actually figuring out how it was going to work than actually the, the shows themselves. <laughs> and once we got that down... I think I I think we gelled well, like because we we were together for for different parts of the show, and then we were on our own as well. So it's good that we were together for a time, and it's good then that we got to shine on our own for a while as well. Um, I think I think the, the I think the reaction was generally positive. I think, uh, and I know it's, it was a big move for a lot of people. Um, I thought first of all that I'd done something wrong, and I was assured that I hadn't. That it was just that I wanted to shake the whole thing up. You say, okay, fine, let's go for it. And if I agree to do something, I go for it, and I don't hold back, and I didn't. And I thought, yeah, I thought it, I thought it worked well. And I thought Catherine worked really well. And I think Catherine was happy with her own performance, and I think she was happy to be in the show as well. And the one thing I've taken about the Rose Trilly is it seems to be some serious sash afterwards. Everyone has a serious crack down there. Yeah, that was one of the big ones of the summer. Now I won't lie to you. I won't lie to you. Yeah, I was tired. I was tired after that. I wasn't tired after the two, the, the, the few weeks' work. I was tired after the sesh. I, I think, so we got off the stage on half 11. The sesh started at 29 minutes to. So I said those credits were still in the air and we were going for it. And uh, yeah, we had a good crack that night. No, but geez, I was tired after. Oh. I remember talking to one of the roses. I don't know if it was this year or last year, and she went to bed, you know, pretty much after it because it is late or whatever when you guys finish. Yeah. But um, she was saying all her family, her escort, the boyfriend, the whole lot were up the whole night, and she was like, "I have to do interviews in the morning." So everyone is yeah. out having the crack on her behalf, and she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's it's tough. I remember we, I think it was about quarter past six in the morning, and somebody said, "There's a party." 
good luck. Good luck. I'm going to bed. I'm going to bed. I, I, do you know, I'd, I'd have probably went as well because, like, I tried. I didn't. I didn't have any drink for about a month before it. And uh, but I, I, my, my lift back home was leaving at around twelve o'clock, and I said, "No, I better go to sleep for a few hours." Got five good hours sleep though. Jeez, I was tired after it. Oh, see, the temptation was too much for me. I am, I have FOMO about all these things. I'm always like, yeah. "What if something class happens?" Nothing class ever happens, but I, our sing song might happen, and then I'm like, yeah. okay. <laughs> I know." But it's, it's, you know, there's a great sense of uh, when you get into bed early, though, when everybody else does stay out, and you go, "Ah, oh, that was nice." Now I'd often say to myself in the morning, "Well done, lad. Fair play to you. Fair play." <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd be kind of patting myself on the back, going, "Well done. You didn't stay out at six o'clock this time." <laughs> it's just, it's, it's like, say, it's, it's all right for you. You're, 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 you're in your thirties. Well, like forty-five was the year that I just couldn't do the big sessions anymore, really. When I could do one now or two back to back, the third day killed me, like. Oh God, yeah! You know when you have a wedding and you're like day, you're staying for day two as well, and like yeah. next picnic is my thing. I'm like I can go while I'm there, but the minute the like it's going like to the car to go home, I'm like I turn into a zombie. If you'd said yeah. before, I can do it, but the minute it's like we're going home, I'm like oh dead. Yeah, yeah. But do you know what? Do you know when you sit into the car and you go, oh, thanks be to Jesus. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I know that feeling. And do you know what? There's 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 near a feeling like it anymore. It's just, oh, thanks be to God, I have my bit done. I can do no more for you. I'm tired and I'm going home. I provided the crack, lads. I'm away. Yeah. <laughs> Look yeah. after yourselves. <laughs> That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Well, you're doing so many things, right? So, and you've done, as you said, you've basically done every show on TG Carter and you've done yeah. loads in RT. Like, where do you, like, do you have ambitions or do you just kind of, I know you said you go with flow, but do you have things that yourself yeah. that you're like, I want to do, I'd love to do? a show whether it's the radio or whatever like is there stuff that you're still like these are my goals um i i don't know you know sometimes you can you can give half the day trying to think of something like that and then you can give the rest of the day actually realizing how lucky you are with what you have mm. so it's like with the today show like when we started the today show there was the show was an hour long and there was 80 shows a year and I suppose there was there was an uncertainty that time that you know say okay we'll be back after the summer, mm-hmm. so now we're at a stage and the the viewing figures that time were in and around fourteen or fifteen percent. Now we're doing two and a quarter hours a day for one hundred and sixty six shows, and there was a I think the audience for Wednesday that's the last one I've seen was about twenty eight or nine percent like, mm-hmm. so. And that's because we're just focusing on what we're doing. And I think that's what I need to be as opposed to looking around. Like I did a lot of going through uh, travel shows for TG Car in America. There might be talks of one of them happening again for RTE at some stage just to find time to do it. I like that. I like the Today Show. I like the Rose of Tralee because it's just very, very different again because it's that big full on let's do this Uh and then um, there's a one or, there's a chat show I do for TG Car. We do twenty parts every year, and it's a sit down with me and uh, another person, and we're shooting the breeze. I like that as well. So I have a lot a lot of different combinations on uh, with different types of TV shows. And I think it's just the diversity of the different things that, that keep me interested. But my big long term plan, I don't really have one because I don't know if Irish media or media allows you to have one. Yeah, and therefore. You kind of have to dim your lights and realize what you have yourself and say, with the stuff I named out there with the shows, like, you're like, I'm, I'm delighted. I'm just happy. I'm just happy to be here and been on. You know, sometimes you can give half the time looking back, uh, wishing you did X, Y, and Z, or looking forward to like, I think it's it's important to say that we're here now, in this moment in time, 
not yesterday, not tomorrow, here now. And how do you feel now? You feel good. That's the way to do it. That is such a good attitude in life. Like, honestly, yeah. whether it's work or anything else, I think that is such a good attitude because I think if you're in business, media especially, um, there is a pressure on you to be doing the next thing. So it's like you get the Rosa Chalee job and it's like, right, well, you're doing that, but also you're not thinking about doing, I don't know, Dance with the Stars or whatever. Like, yeah. That. Although yeah. I'm sure you've been asked to do Dance with the Stars a thousand times. <laughs> Every year. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? To, to, to be honest, if, if I had time to do it, I, I it's, it's a show I'd love to do because like I, I love watching it, but then I'm thinking, going, oh my god, how do I lift someone up in the air and hold you this? But again, I'm worrying about something that might never happen. Do you know what I mean? As opposed to if you're doing Dancing with the Stars, you're doing Dancing with the Stars. That's the type of show at Dancing with the Stars. If you're doing it, you're doing it, and you're not looking over the next fence. You're 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 looking over that one. But um, but you but you have to really because like I know people who are just saddled by what happened in the past. And they don't deal with it properly, so therefore it's going to stay with them. Now that's a that could be a serious enough topic, but other things like oh, I wish I did, I wish I did. Like we we have all those days that can eat up a lot of your energy, and then you can say, oh my god, uh, four years time, where am I going to be? Where am I? I don't know, but you're, nobody knows what's going to happen. But you're here now again. Do you know what you're thinking? Do you know what I'll have a lovely dinner now tonight, or I'll have a glass of wine uh, a little later on tonight, no, and I'll watch my favorite show, or I listen to my favorite podcast, and I'll enjoy the moment. Like people watching or listening to this now, uh, Nicholas, you know, they're in the moment listening to us. Like, and they're they're in a great place. And re, I only really learned that when the young fella came along. That I'd come home from work and my mind would be going ticking over all the time. And it's when I'd go in to say goodnight to him inside another room here. Uh, didn't matter what happened; it all stayed outside the door. I didn't practice that; it just happened naturally because I was so happy to be just hanging out with him in the moment. Like I used to, ru- I used to rush home from work. Like, I wouldn't even stop for tea to make sure I was home for him to be awake for 10 minutes, right? Oh, and, then if I got, and then if I got home and if he was asleep, I'd nudge him, oh, you're awake. <laughs> and, but, but to have that ability to be inside, to myself himself, just lying in the bed thinking, Jesus, this is grand. Tell, tell me about your day. And then I'd have to make up a few stories for him about talking bulls and talking donkeys and stuff like that. About I, I told him there was talk, talking donkeys in my own village at home. Sure, he knew they were only pure bladder like but you used to love listening to him and that moment inside in time that alone was in the moment with him sure i was i was back in a parallel world with talking donkeys and talking talking bulls and there's only one for this talking bull and that was me but anyway but so i i, I learned a kind of a natural way to kind of say okay let's here we are now in this moment in time i i need to like i'm trying my best to do that i think yeah like you know i think the thing about your 30s is there's two things that come along that one thing is you care less about what people think of you yeah. the other side is you feel like you're in a race to tick off a list of things that you should have done in life and i think very much living in the moment when i when i do live in the moment i'm like oh my god i've achieved so much blah 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 and then there's other times you're like why haven't i bought a house what am i you know these mm-hmm. kind of things so it's for you the attitude that you have i think that is like that's infectious. If you could, ha- if people could have that, they'd be a lot more happy. Yeah, yeah, and that's the, like I said. That, that, okay, okay, you do have a you do have a kind of a bottom, uh, bottom level responsibility where you have to pay the mortgage, to pay the rent, and, and mm-hmm. feed yourself. Like, but like outside that, then like what you like say, there's pressure. on, oh, you're going two holidays a year. Jeez, when we were growing up, like I didn't go on a I didn't go on a sun holiday until I was, I'd say thirty. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? As in, we we just didn't do. We worked and we we got on with it, and that's it. Like so, there's pressures coming from everywhere. And like I always like I'd still save up for a holiday, right? I'd save up for a holiday because there was I do a certain amount of work, and that, that's going in there now, and we're going away as opposed to going away on a holiday and women paying for it, paying back for it. 
Like yeah. that's a great sense of achievement going. Like even when you were having that class of wine on the beach in Malta, like I did after the Rosalie gun. Jesus, this is all right, all that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. In, I've worked hard to get here. Like that sense of working hard to get to a place that seems to be gone from the world at the moment. But I still hold on to because I like that. I like okay, I'm going to go X, Y, and Z, and that's going to pay for that. And we're going to go in holidays and enjoy ourselves as opposed to let's go in and women and then give six months try to pay it off and you're pissed off that you're paying paying something off that's gone six months ago yeah. and you know in six months time there's another one coming down the road as well like so i don't know i might be a weirdo i don't know no, i'm definitely the same in that aspect when i go traveling or go abroad i'm like i want to have it, all the money in my account so that when i get there i'm not thinking about how much it costs yeah one year it could cost 14 euro i'm like right grant don't care like blah 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 it's it's the money is nearly already spent because i've saved it and it's there and it's, yeah. it's <laughs> yeah. so if i come home with money i'm delighted <laughs> Yeah, well, well, see, the thing then when you're on holidays and, and if you do see something really nice, you can put it on the car then when, and you don't feel too bad about it because the car has zero, zero balance in it. Like. <laughs> the car is just the that, that math I keep seeing, boy math and girl math. Credit cards yeah. are those kind of things. Oh, it's not real money. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It's, 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 it's real when they come knocking on your door, though, my friend. Then you're like, okay, I'm going to have to do another show for Teacher Carter. I'm going to have to do 10 more shows so I can pay this off. I'm going to have to go out again. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, it's been so lovely talking to you. I haven't seen you uh, in so long. Because it's I know. COVID. The last, it, was, it, was all, it was all over the phone the last time. I, I, I said the last three or four chats I had with you were, were over the phone. Yeah. yeah, bloody COVID, I suppose. You're down, I suppose, you're on the other side of the country. I'm in Dublin. But even there's not really that many events and stuff up here anymore. So, like, you know, you know yeah. you Probably you might get the big autumn launch in RT and you might see a few people there if you're going. But like, yeah, they didn't have one this year. No, it's like, and what they did instead was like they had like little zooms and stuff. And like, yeah. obviously, Zoom is very made life yeah. a lot easier for a lot of us. Yeah. But like, yeah, you miss going out and being like, Jesus, what's the crack? And obviously, see know, yeah, in, yeah. in real life. <laughs> yeah, actually, did, did it, it happened the year before, actually, 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 at the launch where it was the first time that it was being launched in a few years. And there was a few people out. It was great just to see people again, like because we, so it was the only time we all kind of hung out for for a while, you know. Mm-hmm. And you go off for a few after, like so. It's, it's yeah, but I uh, hope things get back to normal again now soon. You know? Yeah, but not too normal. We're no, having, no, no, no. You know, our normal, our normal. The way we still can have, <laughs> um, we can still switch off the phone and not talk to anyone for a few days. Yeah. Yes, please. That would be great. Well, listen, Dottie, lovely to talk to you, and uh, you're a superstar for giving me your lovely. Time. No problem, Nick. Like, always great to chat to you. You know where I am if you need me. I do. Thank you so much. Slam. Thanks. Go up and slam uh, the phone. TV star, presenter, former bouncer and ringmaster and what else did he tell us? A butcher. Um, yeah, everything else in between. Mr. Dahi. Oh, Shay. Yes, I, I love Dahi. And you probably heard that. I just absolutely love him. I think he's such a lovely fella. I have so much time for him. He could ring me up now and ask me for help in anything. And I'd always help him because he's always such a lovely fella. And he'd always get, you know, back to you whenever you need something kind of almost immediately. He's a very, very kind lad. And anyone who's supposed to have ever met him will tell you he's just exactly as he is on the telly. Just, you know, sound. And we have a, we have a culture of that with a lot of Irish TV presenters that they just are. They've made it where they are because they're sound, you know, they're not. There's no airs or races about him. There's no like even with the chat about the hair restoration, he could have done that in secret and not really told anyone about it. And, you know, people might have some people around him maybe might have had an idea. Uh, like some of us know people who probably have done that but we never bring it up with them but the fact that he really wants to put it out there to talk about the mental health aspect of it you know the self-consciousness about it all how he felt so like fair play to him and of course like you know now that he is the brand ambassador for you know the bond secure den truly he'll be able to help other people come and do it and look if you're self-conscious about anything lads if it's gone on for a while 
this idea that you can't get it done. Wouldn't I love to go and get loads of things done? First of all, I have no money. Second of all, I would be the sort of person I kind of want it done in Ireland just because I have really bad luck. So I'd probably be on the plane and the teeth would fall out of my head or, you know, the liposuction, I'd burst the thing in your belly or whatever it is. So like I, I'd need to have someone on call like in Dublin, probably in five minutes from my house. But yeah, so I say fair play to him because I say a lot of men now will relate to the likes of Dahi and be like, right, OK, I, you know, someone like him has done it and, you know, he's still quite young. Um, it's not that weird of a thing. And there's also that side that like if you've got like someone older in your family and they don't understand, you go, well, look, Dahi got it done. And they're like, ah, oh, geez, well then, that's the case. I hope you enjoyed this episode. This has been episode five of season five of Tiz Yourself. And I've been so delighted to have you here. Uh, if you're a new listener, thank you so much for coming along and having the crack with us today, myself and Dahi. Um, there's some great episodes in this season alone, so I please implore you to scroll back. And if you're listening around the world, I hope you enjoyed this and give you a little bit of taste of home. And yeah, the usual, all your podcasts say the same, so I'm just going to say it really quickly. Like, subscribe, share, rate, <laughs> write a review, all that crack. But look, I'm just happy if you subscribe and you come along and come along every week and give us a listen. For me, honestly, it's the listens. Like I see numbers going up. And I'm absolutely delighted um, when I see, you know, a few listens every day. And I have to say thank you to the two people who I put up on Instagram. And I mentioned it in last week's episode that I was on 49 ratings on Spotify. And it was just driving me mad. So two people have given it and we're pushed up to 51 now. So yes, over that barrier. Thank you so, so much. And I did say I was going to say thank you to a couple of people who left uh, iTunes reviews. So... I am going to do that now. So I've gotten three in that I um, didn't mention on Instagram or in the podcast or whatever. So Olivia, thank you so much. She gave me five stars and said, amazing podcast was the headline and said, three love hearts, great podcast, great guest, smiley face. Thank you, Olivia. Really appreciate that. Then to Pat, who also gave five stars and said, very enjoyable. Really enjoy this podcast. It's nice to hear about the real life of the guests and each episode is so different and easy listen. And that means, oh my God, so much to me. I have this like, longing to hear from somebody who listens to this at work in the office instead of the radio you know puts on like one or like a stream of episodes in a day or something to kind of break up instead away from the badness of the news so if you ever do that let me know i'll give your company a shout out on the pod oh my god it'd be class and my last um new review was from sharon called an amazing podcast five stars Woo-hoo! uh so interesting and so and very sorry so interesting and very easy to listen to it's like listening to someone sitting in my kitchen that is like exactly what I want. I want you to feel like nearly that, you know, you can chime in, that you're like, you know, you hear Dahi's talking about something there and you're like, exactly. Or would you wear that? Whatever it is. Love that. And so thank you so much. And if I get any more, I will definitely read them out. So thanks so much. Also, I'm always looking for Irish phrases. You know, with the start of the episode, we've got words and phrases there. If you haven't heard one, please send me a DM with a voice note. Every town and every county has some. You know, it could be no bother, hey, or it could be would you go away out of that, or it could be I hear, leave it out, whatever it is. You know, if you're in Donegal, if you're in Leitrim, Cork, if you're in Waterford, Belfast, Derry, all of these places have their own little words and slang. So please do send them on to me. I'd love to get some new new ones and hear slang from your area. Oh, Kerry, obviously, because you know Tahi. So send any of you from Kerry. So all you have to do is go onto my Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, send a little DM from the tis yourself and you can record there and just send on to me and I can insert it and you might hear it next week so anyway that's enough waffling for me I have to go now because I'm going to a comedy gig I hope you all have an amazing weekend or whenever you listen to this that your week is going well and thank you so much you've made a little girl 
very, very happy for listening to this episode. So I'm going to let you go. Slong a full, Makarja. Slong. <laughs>